Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Imago Dei Church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of His gospel. My name is Shane Shaddix, and I have the privilege of serving as the discipleship pastor, and I am joined today by Donnie Hollis, our pastor for corporate worship and member care. Uh, yeah, Donnie, thanks for uh, joining me today. Hey, you're so welcome. <laughs> also, thanks for getting the studio set up. I don't know that that's probably been, publicly been acknowledged, but this is great. I don't know that it's been publicly acknowledged that we have a studio. We have a studio, everyone. Uh, and it's, Donnie the, uh, it's like the video. It's the video closet we used That's during, right, during COVID. During COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. transformed slightly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been turned into a lot of different things over the That's right. <laughs> over the couple of years. Yeah. Well, today we are uh, we want to talk a little bit about discipling and discipleship and mentoring. So this is uh, something that we as a church want to have as part of our lifeblood, just something that we are equipping and mobilizing people to do is to, to make disciples. And we obviously as a church want to grow as disciples. We want every individual to grow as disciples, but there can be um, uh, some tricky kind of um, traps that we can fall into, some misconceptions that we can have when it comes to discipling. And so we thought it would be helpful just to spend a little bit of time thinking about what, what is discipling? How does it relate to something that may be closer to, to mentoring, that kind of thing? And then most importantly, how can we as a church pursue faithful discipleship and discipling of one another uh, as we live together uh, and follow Christ together? So let's just uh, let's start with uh, just looking at the scriptures. Uh, Donnie, when you look at the Bible, uh, what are some key texts that you think are helpful in building out our understanding of discipling. And even while you're answering that, I, I want us to acknowledge that uh, for the most part with these, these words, these, this idea of, of discipling or discipleship or, or, or mentoring, we're for the most part describing the Bible. We're not necessarily doing exposition of specific texts. These are not Bible words, at least not the way that we use them all the time. Obviously, the Jesus, uh, Matthew 28, talks about making disciples, that kind of thing. Uh, but that's not always what we're talking about. We're talking about discipling or discipleship. And so, um, let's just go to the text and say, here are some things that I think are going to build out a, a helpful understanding of what discipling is. Uh, what are some places that come to mind for you? Uh, off the top of the head, the, the ones that come are the ones that have to do with love. Okay. I think that part that if you see discipleship as helping one another follow Jesus together, yeah. uh, that's part of what it is to love, you know, that I'm going to I'm gonna set my, my affections, but also my energies on you that you can be better. And in this sense, yeah. you know, as a, as a follower of Jesus, what does it look like for you to be a better follower of Jesus, yeah. someone who follows him more closely? Um, I think we can read the New Testament in a way that we read love and we 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 see the word and we think affection, which is yeah. that's part of it, but action is also you know a, a big component of it. And I think in particular with the church, the way that we interact with each other needs to be characterized by love yeah. and, and loving, and that that love needs to manifest itself by helping each other follow Jesus yeah. better. So, um, so I mean, in that sense, any, any passage that talks about, sure. love, you know, love, loving, loving one another. Well, mm -hmm. um, the, um, I was in this morning, I was in first Corinthians and was in first Corinthians 12, you yeah. know, and talking about the body and how it, um, the body consists of, we're not all one thing, right? We're the Lord has by his grace given us various gifts and the gifts that we have are not just for us, but for yep. the for the sake of the body, and even the manifestations of that. You're you might say you're an eye or an ear or a, or a foot or whatever, and you use what you have yeah. 
in order to build up the rest of the body. Yep. You don't just say, well, because I'm not this, because I'm not Tony, because I'm not Shane, I guess I'm not valuable here. And then in First Corinthians 12, at least in that context, seems to be very clear. Like, no, you actually have a lot to, to provide here yep. in terms of the body building itself up in love. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to connect that. Those two, those two ideas of love and the body are explicitly in Ephesians 4, where you get the same imagery where you, the Lord is equipping the church with all these different parts so that when every part is working, the body builds itself up in love. But also in that Ephesians 4 passage is this idea of, of mature, maturity and progress. And Paul is, is encouraging them that as every part of the body that the Lord has given works in love, um, it is so that every Every part can be presented mature. Every part can grow up into the full measure of the statue of Christ. And so it is, it is this mutuality, this love that is geared towards helping one another grow to look more like Jesus, right? So you, you, you're talking about the concept of love. And, and I think, you know, closely related to that, at least when we're talking about discipling, is this idea of growth or progress, mm-hmm. um, which is maturing, this, this progression that has to happen as we follow Jesus um, and follow him together. And so that would bring in other passages for me, um, like a uh, Colossians 1, where mm. Paul is wanting to present everyone mature in Christ. Uh, I think we can think of uh, Paul's instruction to Timothy, where he's talking about uh, entrusting uh, the gospel into to, uh, others so that the, the gospel kind of moves forward. It progresses generationally. Um, and, and then you just look at the, the life of Jesus, right? Where he's calling people to follow him and uh, calling his disciples to follow him. And that is meant to be this, uh, this whole life kind of uh, giving of the whole self to, to be a follower of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. And there's something about even now you say that, that you know, the, the, the way that the Apostle Paul describes it or the way that he's talking to Titus or Timothy, it just fe- seems like it's for a, a uh, it's somewhat like evangelism in that sense. Right. Like it's this, it's this privileged few who are at the top of this hierarchical structure mm-hmm. who are then going to be taking what they have and, and pouring it or letting it roll downhill to others. Um, and that doesn't seem to be what Jesus is saying in the great in the Great Commission, right? That we're to make disciples of all nations, but then teaching them, yep. training them to uh, observe, to obey yep. all that He's commanded. And uh, a good example, like if I if I take that idea and and try to localize that in my own family, I get to help my kids. Right. I train my kids to obey me, but they also there's an interplay with them that sure. they. Uh, you know, and sometimes in a funny way, right? <laughs> yeah, of uh, like, hey, you're not following. That's you're, right. the, you're, you're disobeying. You're not. You're not following the rules, or you know, and, and or they tell on each other, or yeah. whatever. You know, uh, that's not the most helpful way to help help them follow their instru- yeah. their parents' instruction. But that the the principle at least stands um, that you don't have to be the one that's up top yep. dispensing the you know the apostolic teaching. Um, you can be referencing the apostolic yeah, yeah. teaching and helping one another follow Jesus, yeah. even like the podcast in the grace of His gospel. That's yeah. what we're trying to do with one another: is say, "Hey, there's this, there's this King Jesus who's who's come, and our lives are now dedicated to Him." If you're, it's more than just confessing that He is Lord; it's living under His lordship, yeah. and we get to help one another live under His lordship yeah. uh, in a way that that glorifies Him, but also helps us to live a good life. Yeah. Know what the good life actually is, and yeah. follow through in that way. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful picture there of just the, that, that network, that kind of web of helps we have kind of uh, moving us along and uh, in, in prog- the progress of following Christ and growing, growing in Christ, which um, I think is just super uh, encouraging in some level because when you when you think of it like that, the, even the mess and kind of the the, the craziness of mm. that. I mean, you bring in kids and households and stuff like that. Like that's not this like neatly ordered thing. Like it's kind of a it's a mm-hmm. it's a culture. It's it's a, a kind of a subculture there, um, and it's not always linear, right? It's not always this progression from one mm. to the other. Our, our growth and our progress in following Christ is not always this programmed out um, sketch. So it kind of says, okay, well, who's who's in charge? And what mm. it leaves us, pushes back into is the Lord is the one who's discipling mm. his people, right? Like Jesus is the one who is bringing us into maturity. Um, just thinking about, uh, you know, Paul saying uh, that, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Mm. Like the, the Lord is the one who is making sure that we get from kind of A to Z. We, there are, there are some times when you have like a disciple. I'm, I'm curious, uh, real quick uh, detour here. Do you look back at your life and say, this person discipled me. Like, have you had, you don't have sure. to tell us who that is, but do you have these, those people that you say, this person discipled me? Yeah. So like so many, okay. So many of them. So not just one. That's, no. that's uh, do you, do you look at that as like a constant thing? Was that a seasonal thing? Like for this season, this was a primary discipler in my life, but, but for this season, I think looking back, it's always easy to see things looking back, yeah. you know, a little, little more clearly, but um, without going through all of them, there was an exercise that we did in, in my growth group where we said, hey, let's let's think about the people who have made those kinds of investments in us and let's write them a card. Cool. You know, just kind of like out of the blue thinking. And I was like, well, let me take a minute and think who that is. Nobody came to my mind right away. And I started making the list and thought, this is ridiculous. It's like once list. I hit 30 people, That's cool. it's yeah. like, I'm not going to write all these people a card. <laughs> uh, but I can see that my own spiritual growth and development um, has been, uh, if this is the right word, an amalgamation yeah. right, uh, <laughs> of, great word. <laughs> of um, all these people's investments. Yeah. The investments can look different. Like yeah. some of them are very... Um, hyper-focused. Some of them have been formal. A lot of them have been informal. A lot of them are by dead guys. You know, that's another, another way to, to, to be poured into and help, help. They've, you know, people who have, who have taken their thoughts, written them down. Um, That's been helpful for me, but um, people who are, who I would say are, uh, who are, who are above me in, in, in Christ, but also people who are you know, if, if you can shoulder to shoulder or whatever. Yeah. People who are, who are beside me or uh, even people who are new in the faith, yeah. right? Like there's a, there's a, a zeal for the Lord that I love getting around people who are new in the faith. Cause it's like, oh, so good. oh yeah, this is, <laughs> where's, where's my, where's my zeal for That's this? That's so too? good. Yeah. It's been helpful. No, absolutely. So we've, we've smuggled in, uh, in some ways, a, a, a definition you've kept using, uh, talking about helping, helping one another follow Jesus. And that's a, a, Shorthand that we've kind of stolen uh, from Mark Dever in his little book, Discipling, of just intentionally doing spiritual good to one another so th- to help them follow Jesus. So, so if we're talking about discipleship or discipling, what we're talking about is intentionally trying to help somebody else progress along in love. I appreciate you. you there's this there's this directedness, this, this heart that is for them, but is helping them follow Jesus. And the way that you've even described your own your own discipleship, it's 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 that web it's haphazard mm. it's this this collection of various things and we could say the lord has used those people those individuals to help you grow and and make you who you are okay how uh how would you say that is slightly different than what we're talking about with maybe like a mentorship i mean there might be like a a, a little bit mm. of a, a overlap there but sure. discipling and mentorship um 
that picture that you just described as far as like maybe even a new believer, you would not look at that new new believer who you're being challenged by their zeal and say they are a mentor to you. That just is not how we normally use that mm-hmm. language. So let's talk about mentorship a little bit. Uh, let's start again with the scriptures and what would be some good places where we can see something like something that looks like mentorship? Um, I think when um, Paul's interaction, you know, on his missionary journeys um, right. with with John Mark, that could be an example, right? right? We're gonna we're gonna take you along, and you know, and there was, he was upset about how he didn't follow, right. and John Mark didn't follow through, and then at the end of his life, he said he's very useful to me to me come back. I think you see that with with the relationship with Paul and Timothy, right? Where he's, yep. he's he uh, and and Titus, where yep. he's like he sees himself as their father, spiritual father, spiritual yep. father, um, where he's intentionally saying you're you're mine. Type thing, it, which is somewhat what happens in in mentorship. Um, you're saying I'm I am purposefully taking your spiritual growth and development as my task. Yep. Like like it's my it's my business yep. uh, in a very pointed in a very pointed way. I've had I've had some relationships like that. Yeah, um, but they are they're 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 very. They're very f- focused in time. They're yeah. they're not long. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll seek out some people yeah. and say like, hey, will you? And I won't even necessarily use those words. You know, hey, will you come and mentor yeah. me? Um, but I'm like, hey, can I get on your calendar for an hour? Yeah. And I just come with a bunch of questions and let them pour into me. So in yeah. that sense, um, it's it's very it's 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 hyper focused and there's a very specific uh, category to it. I in my mind, disciple if discipleship is this large umbrella, then mentorship is just one thing under that That's umbrella, so just one one small piece. That's super helpful. Yeah. But if you equate the two things, then you're going to be very disappointed. I remember thinking at um, sometimes in my in my spiritual walk, uh, being upset that nobody discipled me. Yeah. And, and what I really meant was nobody mentored That's me, so which was probably not true anyway. Like right, someone right, right. had all kinds of saints around me who probably did that, um, and that was helpful. Realizing uh, no, these aren't these aren't the same things. Yeah. Um, for for someone to to mentor. Um, Again, I think it's a great blessing, but yeah. it's not, it isn't the same thing. I think that's huge that you just said, like, this is a, a thing to be thankful for. And, and it is something when we go to the text, we can see kinds of relationships that clearly reflect what, what we mean by mentorship, right? right? Yeah, I, I was thinking Old Testament examples, whether it's, you know, um, Moses and Joshua and, or Elijah and Elisha. And then I think you even look at something like what Jesus is doing with the disciples. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think it's a great, it's a great convergence there, right? They're called disciples, but there's a kind of committedness. There's a kind of, I am, I am, I'm committed to you guys and I'm asking you to be committed to me as a, one is dis- definitely kind of farther along in the faith in, Jesus, mm-hmm. right. uh, and then those who are who are who are coming along, they're being brought brought along, and so so often those things that we would say kind of attend a kind of, of mentorship. Titus two is another great example mm-hmm. where older ladies are instructed to to intentionally look for younger ladies in the church and say, "I'm going to I'm going to help you know what it looks like to." Follow Jesus in your your station in life uh, with a kind of a particularity that 
that smacks of a kind of, of mentorship. You see it too in in Acts with Priscilla and Aquila, I think, with Apollos. But yeah. right? when they're like, hey, this is great. Come come let me teach you the way a little bit more right. accurately than maybe you know. <laughs> That's so right. Good. That's yeah. that kind of another it's this hyper I don't know that Apollos then felt like the rest of his life he was sitting under right, the authority right. of the mentorship yeah. of Priscilla and Aquila. He'd but taking on the seal of <laughs> <laughs> Right. But that was super helpful for him. No too. doubt, no doubt. So you mentioned um so you mentioned the how helpful it was to to see some daylight between those two things, discipling and mentoring for your own, for your own walk. Um, let me just ask, do you think that we are kind of promised uh, mentorship as, mm. as we've described it in, in the Christian life? I don't see that okay. uh, in the, in the scriptures. Do you? Uh, I, I, again, because we're hovering over the text, I'm uh-huh. like, I, w- I want to say n- no, I, I, like I have promise. a hard time setting. Uh-huh. Yeah, promise is such a strong word, um, which I mean, I guess I asked the question, but uh, I think even that Titus 2 passage, which is a good one to go to, to even, I mean, I, I want this person that is going to invest in me. The instruction there is actually to the older ladies. It's not to the younger ladies. So it's, it's not younger ladies. You, you're owed this as much as it is older ladies, older saints do this. This is what faithfulness mm-hmm. needs to look like. And so I, I don't, I don't know that I would set that expectation in that same way. At the same time, I love what you said, kind of when you were reflecting on your, like, how sweet that is. That's a good mm. gift from the Lord when we can have those kinds of relationships. But um, we might not might not have that in every season. We might not have that for um, every time we want that. And well, so, I think, like, if you if you think, are we promised that? That's where I'm like, I'm kind of drawing <laughs> blanks. Should we expect that though? I kind of want to say, yeah. You, you know, um, qualified, yeah. Sure. But if if my discipleship, my growth in Christ is somewhat a community project, right? Then, and, and if we're going to say discipleship is this, in a very broad sense, doing spiritual good to one another, um, I want to say, yeah, part of being a disciple, being in the community, is going to look like over my my lifetime, if the Lord gives me a, a mm-hmm. you know a long enough life, somebody is going to know me well enough and say, hey, Donnie's got holes right here. Sure. Let me love him me and go after yeah. him and and say like so even a rebuke sure. can be a can be a form of mentoring in that sense so, so I mean it depends how you define sure, it sure sure yeah 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 and 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 depending yeah depending on what your your terms and your definitions are or whatnot I'm I'm probably a little less inclined to say uh, uh, that it, it's an, an expectation probably because I define mentorship slightly more more narrowly uh, in in the sense of that that kind of what comes to your mind when you say mentorship I, my I, mind is, is coffee shop coffee yeah you know in a bible it's kind of like the, the typical thing I know you do a lot of mentored internships right so like that's something that's very right. specific and structured how do you think about mentorship I usually think of a clear a clear mentor and mentee right so the clear sense of uh, there's a clear direction that doesn't mean that the, the mentee does is not also aiding in the discipleship of the the one doing the mentoring but i usually think there's there's a clear kind of structure in re, in the relationship that is not primarily mutual it is primarily uh from someone who is farther along in, in some kind of progression towards someone who's far and with a sense of kind of commitment a, sen- a sense a, of mutual commitment that says we are both invested in this thing uh this this relationship perhaps for a certain amount of time or f- to a certain end but for a a, a kind of um yeah a, a kind of of I'm committed to helping you, and I'm asking you to be committed to, in a sense, follow following me or you know, letting me help you in that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, somewhat somewhat protracted. Yes, I think of I think of the let's meet together, um, 
and not always necessarily with a particular outcome in mind, but more just like to, to foster this relationship, that kind of thing. So yeah, again, mm-hmm. we're talking we're talking in vague terms, um, but. Again, I want to say that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But I also agree with what you said earlier. I think it's really helpful to disentangle these things for a couple reasons. One, because we might not always find ourselves in a uh, place, a season, where we have someone we could call a mentor. Sure. And what we don't need to do is put our discipling and being discipled on check in those times, mm. right? I think that's really, really important because I think at times we can fall into the trap of thinking, well, I'm not getting coffee with somebody regularly, almost like, how am I supposed to grow? Mm. Um, and we lose sight of how much discipling and being discipled can happen in those those times when we don't have a mentor mm. uh, and actually like should happen because of that web of relationships, because of the the church, the body kind of using all of its gifts. And so I think that's just really important on the expectation side of things is if you don't have that, that doesn't mean you're on the sidelines. You're not benched from mm. spiritual growth or from helping others grow spiritually. It just means you don't have a mentoring relationship. And then kind of leads into the, oh, so, so what? And I want to say, so get to work discipling people. Mm. Uh, but don't expect that means you will be able to say, they are my disciple or I am, you know, mm. we're kind of freed up at that point to say, you can do tons of people's spiritual good mm-hmm. intentionally, purposefully so. You can encourage them. You can rebuke them. You can exhort them. You can uh, uh, study the Bible with them or whatever. And those things may never be called mentorships, and they might never be regular over coffee. But so much good discipleship can happen both, again, from you and to you in that kind of everyday uh, as you go discipleship. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Would, so – if you can, if if we are to then, in a real sense, disciple everyone, yeah. isn't there some sort of, if you're discipling everyone, you're discipling no <laughs> one, right? Like, isn't that like some critique of, of that idea? How would you, how would you respond to that? Uh, yeah, uh, I am maybe to a fault, totally unbothered by that critique. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to say, because I, I don't think that, um, Having a disciple is really the point. The point is helping people be disciples. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, having a mentor is not the point. Being a mentor is not the point. That's that's a, the structure of the relationship unto the end of what Jesus calls us to do, make disciples, help people be disciples mm-hmm. and kind of help them along in that. And so if I'm helping everybody in small, small ways, I wouldn't say I'm not discipling. I'm saying I'm not maybe mentoring anybody or I'm not the primary discipler of anybody in particular. Maybe I'm not um, the person that anybody's going to make the, the list uh you know, I'm not going to be on anybody's list. Oh, for, you're you on know. a lot of people's lists. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I think that's okay. Um, I, I often tell, the, for my own story, I often tell the uh, uh, ridiculous story of how I had this guy when I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade. Uh, he was the leader of the youth band who asked me some ridiculous, like, spiritual-sounding question in the hallway after a youth group or whatever. What was the question? His, <laughs> his, you'll appreciate this. His question was... Um, what is worship? But he said it real angsty like. Uh, you know, he said he was he had these this swoopy hair and and he had this kind of like his his lip his upper lip was doing that kind of thing where it kind of goes up towards your nose and he's like, What is worship? And uh, and I was it was it was a completely ridiculous moment. Uh, we did not have a relationship, 
But but here's what I'd say is the Lord used that in my mm-hmm. life. Like I can't if I'm telling my story on a larger scale, mm-hmm. I always tell that story. That guy's in there. Yeah, exactly. And I want to say like the Lord used that guy to help disciple me. Yeah. Um, and maybe if I was writing letters, I should probably write him a letter from absolutely out of nowhere. And because this that guy has no idea. Um, but I think that's a beautiful picture of kind of that every day if we are if we have our eyes peeled to help people follow Jesus. Mm. Um, we don't know how the Lord's going to use that. Mm. But I think he can and does mm. uh, in kind of miraculous ways. So uh, I don't really know the best way to ask this. Yeah, yeah. How about we close with this since we're, we're low on time or long on time? Um, so mentoring is something that can be done inside the umbrella of discipleship, but also outside. Sure. Right? So um, – does that make sense? Yep. Right, you can help somebody. You, How to fix a car or something right, like, like that? All yeah, kinds yeah. of all kinds of very specific things that don't necessarily have to do with becoming more like yep. Jesus or living your life in a more Christian way. So, as we're doing spiritual good, as we're caring for one another, and as you think about your own care toward the saints, your own love toward the saints, and and trying to see them grow in Christ likeness. Um, is there a way – well, I, th- I think that there is, and so I want you to tell me how you <laughs> thought about it, it – th- that you can go about this in a f- – uh, uh, to use Bible words, like in a fleshly way, like yeah. sowing to the flesh, where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, come sit down. Let me tell you the – here's the eight ways that I've learned how to how to be a parent, right? right? Or, right. And it's not necessarily so tied to the text. It's not tes- necessarily tied to, uh, to Jesus. Yep. It's just kind of more this general, vague, this is how I've lived my 38 years. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy, yeah. you know, type yeah, yeah. thing. How, so how how do you parse that in your own mind and yeah. say, All right, I'm I'm intentionally, I guess that's that part, intentionally doing spiritual good, exactly. not just inten- intentionally doing good. I think that's that's even really a good way of thinking about this. Mentorship being more of a a a framework of a of a kind of relationship. It doesn't say anything to the content of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is the content of it's the thing we're going for. Mm-hmm. And I think ways we can do mentory type things or even discipleshipy type things, but do that totally in the flesh is when it is not primarily geared towards helping this person grow as a follower of Jesus, move towards absolute surrender, total devotion to the Lord Jesus to the extent, uh, and that's going to put some constraints on it. It's going to guide the the content. the Lord has called us to follow him in, in certain ways and in, in obedience to certain things. It's going to guide the, the manner. It's going to, it's going to push us towards dependence on the spirit, not mm. on the flesh. <laughs> like, um, and it's also going to direct us away from, I mean, Paul is even concerned about this uh, when he's talking to the Corinthians. He was like, some are like, I follow Paul and I follow mm. Apollos. He's like, no, I don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with that. And he's like, the whole point of our ministry is to direct you towards Jesus. Uh, and so I think uh, that's going to, that that's going to be the, uh, those things are going to feed into being the dividing line between this is genuine spiritual work or whether or not it's in the flesh. If it's, hey, follow me. Full stop. Or mm-hmm. here's some tips and tricks that have nothing to do with dependence on the spirit, following Jesus, uh, knowing and communing with God in his word. Like there's a there's a, a reflective kind of redirecting nature to our discipleship that is saying, let me help you, not full stop. Let me help you unto Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of the, the, the defining feature of what is going to be actual spiritual good rather than, again, just like helping somebody along like – tips for life kind of thing. So lightning round then to, <laughs> to finish out. Let me, let me, let me 
just put different life situations in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And since you're the, the pastor for discipleship, <laughs> I have all the answers. Um, what would what does discipleship? What could it look like yeah. when you're in that stage? Okay. Right. So um, let's say a 13 year old in the youth group. Yeah. Uh, it, it, just to be clear, uh, helping others grow or being discipled? Either. Okay. In my mind, I'm thinking helping others. Yeah. I would say uh, a 13-year-old in a, a student group, he's got he's got peers. He or she has peers. And they are relating on stuff, you know, whether it's games or sports or whatever. And part of that relating to one another is encouraging others to continue to follow Jesus, resisting uh, peer pressure, growing in faith, taking your faith seriously. I can't tell you how many people, their story, and as they do, we do membership interviews, their stories of how they're following Christ now, they revolve around some pivot around that age mm-hmm. saying, I decided to take my faith seriously. Mm-hmm. So a 13 year old can begin to help others say, hey, this matters for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. You need to understand lightning round and, uh, <laughs> and the brevity of the answers. Um, if, no, you're a, if you're a, a sophomore in college. Yeah, uh, I would say um, with, your, with your roommates, uh, live as a Christian, encourage them to, to follow Jesus uh, as Christians if they are or towards Christ if they're not. Uh, I would say being a member of a local church where you are committed to uh, receiving the instruction and care of the church, but also pouring out and investing, uh, not just to check a box, but also to say, hey, these are, these are people that the Lord has given me to to encourage them and spur them on in faith. And so uh, I would, uh, as a college student in particular, I would direct them specifically to a, a local church because that's going to be a spot where uh, they're going to tend to, they're going to have some choices to make. You can do a lot of good things disconnected to the church. And I would say the best way to do that is to press in. That's also not short good. Mm-hmm. Um, a mom with young kids. Uh, your kids, you're helping them grow as people, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, helping them uh, grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I would say bringing along other uh, younger ladies who maybe don't have kids uh, and showing them what it looks like to, to, to serve as a, uh, uh, a godly mother uh, w- wife uh, and em- em- employer, just kind of putting all that together. I would say with other moms, uh, helping relate to other moms as they struggle to set their trust and faith on Christ, reminding them of Jesus, reminding them of the Lord's faithfulness, mm-hmm. helping them to uh, trust it, with all the anxieties that come along with raising small children, uh, just speaking truth of the Lord's faithfulness and his care for these kids and, and that kind of thing uh, would just be simple ways. And those might be established relationships, but they might just be Casual, like hallway conversations. Mm. Assistant growth group leader. Uh, uh, be a really faithful uh, growth group leader, or, or sorry, growth group member. And I would say um, use the time where the people of God are gathered to do spiritual good. You might not have a mentoring relationship with any of those people, um, but you can choose to not go into that group and say, we just got to survive this. But you can instead listen, hear, <laughs> and actually. Uh, as we, we talked about several, you know, a, a month or so ago, uh, let the, the word of Christ dwell, mm. like, like d- extend the word of God to uh, one another, seek to speak to their cares and concerns. It doesn't always have to be over coffee. It can be in the group, in a conversation, be like, Hey, when you're, when you're sharing that, it just makes me think of this verse or this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, section of scripture. And I just, I don't know if that's helpful for you or whatnot. Like I would just, I would be seeking to do that kind of work all the time. Somebody who walks into the gathering on a Sunday morning, same thing, uh, who's hall- not going to be on stage. Yeah. H- hallway conversations. I want to say, let's 
let's redeem hallway conversations mm. away from just small talk. Small talk can be great. It's the substance of a lot of our relationships. Totally fine. We have more in common than just small talk. And so we can relate to one another as followers of Jesus. And so even in the hallway, as we actually enter into the worship gathering, as we're departing, those don't have to be surfacey conversations. Those can actually be times when we ask about how people are doing, ask about their hearts, uh, pray for people. Oh man, one of the best things you could probably do for somebody is if somebody mm-hmm. shares something yeah. right there in right the gathering. There. You know what's not going to be weird in a gathering of Christians? That's right. Two Christians praying together over mm-hmm. off to the side. like. No one's going to be like, well, can you believe those guys? Uh, and so I would just say aggressively looking to, for ways to do spiritual good in those contexts. And you you might follow up. You might not. Mm. But those times can be incredibly meaningful. Uh, somebody um, um, somebody who's working 65 hours a week yeah. and has a family. Yeah. Uh, I would say seizing opportunities to make themselves known uh, and to share what following Jesus looks like for them. We have all kinds of technology and opportunity to make to make ourselves known um, and then seizing regular rhythms. I think this is one, one of the reasons we have, we have certain rhythms that are as, as much as possible, narrowly defined. We got our worship gatherings. We got our small group. You might not have time to meet with anybody outside of those times. You can do so much discipling and being discipled mm-hmm. in those regular rhythms. If we come into Sunday gatherings expecting mm-hmm. to grow in Christ and expecting to help other people grow in Christ, there's a lot of work that can be done there. And same thing with growth group. And so I would say, uh, don't hear this call to be disciplers um, as an an added thing on the schedule necessarily. Be freed up actually to do all kinds of discipling in the regular rhythms That's that the so Lord has given us. Uh, last one, empty nester. Yeah. Oh, um, I would say, oh man, man. Um, you might have, might have more time. Don't know that you do, uh, but you might have more time, uh, and you might have more opportunity to have that discipling look like a mentorship, but it's still, and I think it's going to be super important for those empty nesters to still make the substance of that, not look at how I've lived this life, but rather testifying to the Lord's faithfulness. Mm. This is how the Lord Jesus has mm. been faithful to me. This is what I've learned about following him from a, from a young, younger guy. How helpful is it for someone who's older to tell me about how faithful Jesus has been to them through the ups and downs? Uh, I, it's not, I don't, not, don't just want to learn about their experience. I want to learn about how great Christ has been to them. And so I think they have so much opportunity if they've been following Jesus for a long time, especially if not, I mean, telling of the Lord's grace in old age or older age. Like that's just, there's so much there. So I would just say seizing the opportunities of each stage there uh, to again, think how can I leverage where I'm at to do other spiritual good? And it might mean mentorship. It might mean the same thing. It might mean those casual conversations. Uh, And honestly, uh, continuing to be learners and disciples, Mm. continuing to be on the receiving end and saying, I'm not done yet. Mm. I'm still following. So, uh, and modeling what that looks like. That's super good, man. It seems like the way you're describing it makes me think of just like, we're, we're just burning incense. Like the way we go about our life and we're living our life and we're passing our days. It's just a, it's, it's, it's heavy, right? It's all a mist, it's smoke, it's vapor. And there's something about the way that we're going about our life that even if like, like say, for instance, you're in suffering, you're, you've got 
I mean, people come to mind, right? People yep, who are going through in our body who have cancer, who are going through cancer treatments. There's a way that you can suffer that is discipling other people Absolutely. because your faith is on display, yeah. because you're um, you're you're going through something, yeah. and you're just burning the, this aroma hmm. of of life yeah. to Christ, but also to, to the people who, who yeah. believe and follow Jesus. That's so good. That's so good, man. Uh, thanks for the lightning round. We didn't we didn't plan that out, but uh, next th- time we'll do a, a, a podcast. So what a lightning round is. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me, man. And uh, IDC family, I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. Uh, this will be uh, the beginning of a conversation. I think we'll have lots more conversations like this. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you again next week.